questions. Let's start with Proverbs chapter 4 to introduce us. Because it's Wednesday, let's do the rituals of a Wisdom Wednesday, um, which is to read Proverbs chapter 4. So I'll allow Minister Mimi to do that. Listen, my sons, mm. to a father's instruction. That's right. Pay attention and gain understanding. Mm. I give you sound learning, so do not forsake my teaching. Yeah. For I too was a son to my father, mm. still tender and cherished by my mother. Mm -hmm. Then he taught me and he said to me, take hold of my words with all your heart. Yeah. Keep my commands and you will live. Mm. Get wisdom, get understanding. That's where I'm, gonna, I'm going to introduce you to today's, um, let me just call it a Wisdom Wednesday then. That's where I introduce you. Is this being recorded, by the way? Okay. Um, I have to know that so that I can um, know what to say and what not to say. Um, so this is how I introduce you to today's Wisdom Wednesday. If somebody was to ask me, okay, peace time, what are you doing now? What are, what are you um, focusing on now? How are you conducting your everyday affairs and, and, and living your everyday life? in the scope of all the things that we're hearing in the nation family, what, what are you doing? And, and, I, and I would reply, I'm going for wisdom. Um, and I'm intentionally going for wisdom. I'm, I'm around conversations of wisdom. I'm around people of wisdom. Um, I'm around people that have understanding um, in conversations that give me more understanding. Um, and the reason is simple is because I kind of understand that it is unnatural for people to just go for wisdom as in you won't wake up at, on your 21st birthday and say this the next five years I'm going for wisdom but when David was talking to his son Solomon he told him if in if you're going to get get wisdom he didn't tell him to get finances he never told him to get a a marriage or a wife, he told him, if you're going to get anything, get wisdom. So I'm beginning to, I think the more you, the more deeper you get into the nation family, I don't want to say the older you get because that's not true. Um, but the deeper you get into the understanding of what the nation family is, the, the, the more you are, you are intentionally going for wisdom. You're, you appreciate certain leaders around you. You appreciate certain conversations around you. Um, and you also appreciate that your life is at a is at a junction in which it can actually stalemate in just the realm you're in right now, or you can push through a certain barrier and break down all barriers if you go for wisdom. And and this is the what I will use the next fifty minutes. Uh, fifty sounds long, but it's not that long. Trust me. When I start ranting, it gets it gets it goes very quickly. Um, so. What usually happens, this has turned off now. Okay, it's back on. So what usually happens to people um, is, especially if you've been in something for so long, is you'll get to a place where you'll feel like you've done all that you can do, in a way, um, on a certain realm. But the only way that you get into another realm is to actually do the hard thing, which is to stop and go for wisdom. And that's the difficult thing. People mistake... Um, energy for movement. So what you, you would usually do is you put energy into, m into the things that you're doing more. And what, that usually hap what usually happens after that is 
people actually get frustrated because even though they're applying energy and a lot of energy, they're not getting the same outcomes um, from from the energy that they're applying. So they're putting a lot of energy in, but they're not getting the results they want to get. And that is where people get frustrated. But I begin to understand something when David began to speak to Solomon, his son. He told him to get wisdom. Get wisdom and get understanding. Because if we're able to get wisdom and get understanding, uh, help me continue in the same translation, first of all, then go, yeah. Get wisdom, mm -hmm. get understanding. Yeah. Do not forget my words or yeah. turn away from them. Yeah. Do not forsake wisdom mm -hmm. and she will protect you. Mm. Love her and she will watch over you. Okay, I think we're going too far. I'm looking for wisdom is the principal thing. Because that's, that's, that's the interesting thing for me. You know when you say principle, you're saying chief. It's the most important thing. And many times we've heard PT say this, but I really think that people reach certain junctions in life and you can decide to reach that junction today where, you know, you get to a certain point and you realize the wisdom I need for and this dimension I'm in, I actually need to sit down and get it. Otherwise, you know, when you're, th when you're 21 or you're 25, you can still feel like if I do the things that I'm doing for the next five years, I'll be fine. And that can be true in the case of some people because they might have the right relationships around them, leaders advising them and, and all of those kind of things. But so some people, they're just repeating a cycle. They're repeating a cycle that will, by the time they're 30, they will want to change it. But guess what? Whatever you didn't do at 25, you will do at 30. If you don't go for wisdom now, you'll go for wisdom at 30. You'll go for wisdom at 35, however long it takes you. Because David spoke to Solomon and said, wisdom is the principal thing. Did you find it for me? Go for it. New King James says, uh -huh. do not forsake her and yeah. she will preserve you. Okay. Love her and she will keep you. Mm -hmm. Wisdom is the principal thing. Did you see that? So when David is talking to Solomon, he told him the most chief thing is wisdom. It's not resources. Even though Solomon will have a lot of resources, it's not the principal thing. It's not the most important thing in your life. I think my life will be consistent in certain results. And I'm using results even though it's a lot deeper than that. But it will be consistent in certain results if I keep wisdom in number one position. When I go for anything, before I go for a business, I'm gone for wisdom. And I have to also be careful in the way I say these things to you because you may look like, okay, I need wisdom on how to do business. No, you just need wisdom. So now backtrack again and speak about wisdom, get wisdom, get understanding, and then I will, I will, I will start from there. Go for it. Get wisdom, yeah. get understanding. So your watchwords, if I were you, would be get wisdom. When you speak to yourself, those moments when you're alone and you're asking yourself, how do I change the circumstances around me? How do I increase um, things around me? I want to increase powerfully financially. If you, when you get into those moments where, where you even feel stuck, and now where you ever, you're watching me from, if we're together, people have a straight face like, I never feel stuck. God's, God's got me liar. When you get to a place where you feel stuck, where you don't know what to do, let this be your watchword, get wisdom.
get understanding. Then what does he say next? Definition of wisdom. Go for it. The right use or exercise of knowledge. Now, I, I have to break down that a, a, a bit because the right use or exercise of knowledge sounds fancy, but look at this. And I was saying this to someone the other day. Asking right questions is wisdom. And it's important because when you say get wisdom, then you will now ask yourself, what, what does that mean? What next? But let me um, define that for you. The ability to ask right questions is wisdom. Why is that important? Because at a certain time, depending on what you're looking for, you have people in whom you ask right questions. Frustration doesn't cause growth. I've said this many times and I need to say it over and over again. I feel like I need to say it because people will get to a place where they want to use their frustration in order to grow. You know, you can sit down today and say to yourself, nah, I've got to change my circumstance. I see people around me, they're doing well, nah. Nah, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. You're trying to grow out of your frustration. But frustration does not cause growth. Guess what does? Wisdom. So he says, in the time when you're frustrated, what you're now supposed to develop on the inside of you and put on paper is right questions. But then it is also being able to ask right questions to the right people. Those are the things that actually begin to show that you carry a level of wisdom. And let me tell you, as, 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 a, as a young person or, or, or people, even though we're not in our motherlands, whether it's Sierra Leone or Nigeria, Ghana, or if you're like um, Lloydy, Namibia, it, there's something about you that's very tribalistic. What do I mean by that? You have a people that you're comfortable with. And that's why you never really get the wisdom that you're looking for. Because you've already set up your circle and your circle is limited in information. So what I began to discover is if I'm going to be a man of wisdom, a man that continually gets wisdom and gets understanding, I'm going to have to get into conversations that I, I with people that I'm not even really comfortable with getting in these conversations with. Why? Because their wisdom is intimidating. Have you ever been around somebody and you know you don't want to say certain things because you know that person is on a certain pedestal in your mind? But the problem with not saying is the fact that you will not enter into the wisdom that you perceive that person has. So the ability, when we talk about the right use of knowledge, sometimes you have to start with the right questions to the right people. Wisdom is the ability to discern difference. Your ability to be able to discern that this is a Pastor Lloydie and in this certain line of questioning, I think she's the right person to ask. So I know who the people to ask things on on admin. I know the people to ask things on on life. I know think people to ask things on on this. Many times people become... Um, jack of all trades i understand that's a call but for some people it is be it is also being able to know that this is not my strength wisdom is to seek out the person whose strength it is wisdom so when we talk about the right application of knowledge it is a bit deeper than that it is being able to develop right questions for the right people if you know you're struggling financially guess what that is supposed to do it is supposed to make you develop questions not complaints most times, most often than not, 
people develop complaints rather than questions. And I don't have anything wrong against complaints, except if they don't lead to questions. Complaints can be the foundation of questions. And you have to be able to understand that you have a complaint. And then there's the, there's the, there's the position of self-denial as well. Self-denial is one day things will get better. I'm not really a fan of that. And I'll show you why in a minute. But I'm not really a fan of that. So when we talk about get wisdom and get understanding as the principal and primary watchwords, what we're actually saying is develop right questions for right people. In conversations, if you're the one that's always talking, then guess what? You need to change your circle. Do you know why? You're probably the smartest there. If you're the smartest in your circle, you're, a pro you're in problem. You must always be in a circle or a group, right, that challenges you. And I was saying this to um, the, one of the young ladies the other day. I was saying to her that what excites me about you is what you're exposed to, the mindsets you're exposed to, the people and the way they think. I'm thinking if you can do that for 10 years, I, I, I kind of think you'll become a billionaire in, in that um, time period. And I'm going to tell you more about that in a, in, in a moment, but let's start with, let's finish this off. Go for it. Go on. Quickness of intellect, mm -hmm. readiness of apprehension, mm. dexterity in execution. Okay, now let's go back to the scriptures because this is just supposed to be the introduction um, to um, what we are talking about. So remember the watchwords. Get wisdom, get understanding. Remember how I've explained it to you today. Now, people reach a junction where they get frustrated. Their life isn't going too well. Um, some situations have come up this, that, and the other, they reach those junctions. Now, in that, they will try to apply more energy to whatever they're doing. Let me tell you something. If you ever reach that point, or if you have ever, if you're at that point right now, stop. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Go on. Do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Mm. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Did you see what happens to wisdom? Do not forsake wisdom, and she will do what? Preserve you. So people are looking for preservation outside of wisdom. They're probably just hustling and jogging and doing what they need to do, and they think that will preserve them. But you realize that the, the number one job description of wisdom is to preserve. That's the job description of wisdom. Then what? Love her, and mm. she will keep you. So before you get into a relationship with a man or a woman, I think you have to get into a relationship with wisdom. He says, wisdom, if you love wisdom, it will keep you. She will keep you. I love the way he says she. So it is almost like I must enter into a relationship with wisdom because if I do, wisdom will keep me. You know, <laughs> and I must tell you this, when people enter into church, they leave their brains at the door because of the Bible. Honestly, you can see some of the smartest people making the most foolish decisions. And you will think, why? And I'm a pastor, so it's almost like you would, you would, um, you would, you would think I, I'm attacking the church, but I'm for it. Do you know why? Because both the person and the pastor refuse to go for wisdom. They refuse to spend time going for wisdom. You can preach wisdom, but not have it. 
I'm telling you the honest truth. You can preach wisdom. The decisions you make on a daily basis, see, tell people or reveal to people whether you're wise or not. Go for wisdom. What did I say wisdom? I've defined wisdom and I can have about five definitions for wisdom, but I've defined wisdom as right questions for right people. How do I know those that will be wise? I see the way they have their relationships with their instructor. There are people that run away from instructors because they don't want wisdom. Wisdom actually interferes with your life, but it keeps you. I, I don't know if you've ever felt like that. You There's something you want to do, but you know if you bring it to your leader, the decision may not be the way you want it to be. Because the, there will be a different wisdom that comes into play. Now, when that happens, what, then, what you then realize is that you're not ready for wisdom yet. But again, no time. I don't want to... I don't want to um, bank here too long. Go for it. Wisdom is the principal thing. So he said, um, love her. Love wisdom, you know. Love wisdom and she will keep you. So you want to be kept on, on a certain pedestal. You want to be, you want to be, you, you, you want to have a consistent life. Guess what it says? Love wisdom. Love wisdom. So I'm beginning to realize that Many times in our generation, what we have are people who do not love wisdom. What does love mean? To lay down one's, one's life, right? So to love wisdom is to lay down your life to learn wisdom. My thoughts. I hope that's been clear. So again, how, do I, how did I explain it? When you get to a certain junction, and you don't have to get to this junction, you can decide to be at that junction where you get, to, you get to a place where you're like, okay, now I've heard everything. I've, I've prayed. I, I don't know if you know how much we've prayed. It, the prayer life of someone like me is, is almost like, look, if, it was, if we could amount the prayer to money, I would be a quadrillionaire right now. I'm telling you the truth. Man, we've prayed. We've prayed. We've rolled. We've shook. We've, we've banged walls. We've overthrown tables. We've broken chairs. We've used the anointing to scatter places. But you know what God still says when he talks about the realm of wealth? Get wisdom. Get understanding. So why do I say all these things today? I say them because I now know that we're, what is the junction we're at together? It's the junction of wealth. Whether God can trust certain resources into your hands. And I don't care how young or old you are. I think by the time you begin to understand this, the things that are being explained to you, what you then begin to have is a supernatural life that attracts resources no matter where you find yourself or no matter where you are. No matter what country you're in, what, no matter what nation you're in, you find yourself having a life that attracts resources. And can I quickly say this now, and as I get into the meat point, because we're already, I don't know how time just flies, but as I get into the meat point of this whole thing, let me give you one solid truth, and I need this to sink in to you. Whatever you become is a product of how you think. I need that to really sink in. I'm, I'm even trying to think of another way to say it because it sounds so simple. 
It sounds so simple, but it's got to be simple still. Okay. Our lives are the products of our thinking. I'll say that again. Our lives are the product or is the product of how we think. One more time. So that if wherever you are, if you have a neighbor next to you, slap them and tell them your life is a product of how you think. Or if you've got a notebook, write it. And really just take a moment to pause and meditate on what I just said. My life is a product of how I think. You know, this is the most scary thing about thought. And you know I love mind and thought and all of those kind of things. The most scary thing about thought is you cannot escape it. There is nothing that is going to happen to you by accident. It's impossible. And even if it does, like you win the lottery, yeah? Like, oh, you became wealthy because you win the lottery. Go and check lottery winners. Go and see where they are today. Oh, my man won one million. Okay. Now, let's see. Can he sustain the one million? So if we're at the junction of wealth, we're first of all speaking about wisdom and understanding. But now I'm coming to lay the first point I have to lay today, which is, our lives is the product of how we think. Can I put that back to front now? How you think creates the product called your life. So this is why I'm saying that all complaints must lead to questions. Because what you're probably complaining about today, or what you're probably looking at and saying, over some time, it will change. Guess what I'm saying to you? If you think differently on it, you will get a different result from it. So, when I look at certain situations, and I, I have to observe, I have to look intently at people's lives, because I'm a custodian over life through being a pastor and a leader. So when I look intently at people's life, the first question I ask is, and, and I look at my own life, and the first question I ask is, some, however much money you earn or you're able to access right now, you know you could be accessing more, right? But it's just the way you think. It is not, there's no issue, there's always money in the world. There's finance, there's economy, there's, there's nations to be built. But all that is stopping you from accessing everything that you probably desire to access is the way you think. The way you think is actually the restriction between what you desire and where you currently are. It's so, it, I, I'm keeping it so simple and quite boring only because I need you to hear these points. One, you know, <laughs> somebody is most likely to say, yeah, 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 me, I'll just, I'll pray more, I'll read the word, and, and, and I, will, I will, I really, I will make it. You know, this notion of I will make it, I don't even know what they're making, but there's a notion of it, that I will make it, I will, I will do well, I will this, I will that. And I'm, and I'm saying to myself, if you only you knew how powerful and how much God respects your mind, 
how powerful the mind is to God and how much he respects it. Before God is even going to move close to giving you resources, he's going to see your pattern of thinking. Then he will know whether this guy is a trustworthy guy. Can I, can I start with the first thing? N number one, when I say think, right, I need to even qualify that because someone says how you think right now is what is restricting you can i tell you can i break that down for you so that you can we cannot just use think as a general word first thing let's use the definition of think and then second then i will come to then put it into three things go to have the mind occupied on some subject so the first thing is the first ever employment you will receive is the ability to be a thinker that's the first thing. Because when you talk about occupied, you also talk about occupation. So sometimes people come to you and they ask you, what is your occupation? So, but look at this. Whatever is employing you is what your mind is occupied with. So imagine some people are occupied with social media. They're occupied by it. So when they wake up in the morning, the first thing they do, and I'm guilty of this as well, the first thing you do is you go on your WhatsApp or you go on your um, social, um, your Instagram. I, I, I don't do the Instagram. I don't really like Instagram like that. But, but you go on something, sure. And it says the first thing you have to recognize is that when we talk about thinking is the mind occupied by something. So whatever is occupying your mind today, is what is the root cause of the results you're getting. I'm still coming to qualify that a bit more because that's still a bit vague for me. But it says the mind occupied by something, go on. To form or have in the mind. Mm. I think you missed something there. Read, uh, go, go, go into the third one. To have the mind occupied on some subject. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To form or have in the mind. Yeah. To call to mind. Mm -hmm. There should be a few more there. To intend. Okay. To judge and to conclude. Yeah. To uh -huh. hold. That's it. To intend, to judge, and to include. To conclude. So I was beginning to, I asked myself certain questions just yesterday, and I asked myself things like, number one, Pastor Sam, three things when you're talking about thinking. How do you process things? How do you judge things? And how do you come to your conclusions? I think I was sharing that with Minister Elijah yesterday. I don't know if it was you. I had a lot of meetings yesterday, so I don't know. But I was saying in my own mind, I was asking myself, when we're talking about thinking is, number one, how do you process things? I think at the beginning of your life, it is illegal to process things by yourself. Because where, what you will process things with is that thing called family home. You know, I'm thinking about it. Do you know, oh my days, have you ever seen when somebody is offended? Do you know what causes offense? Words. But not the words, it's the way it was processed. It is just the way that somebody processes a piece of information that they get that is the difference between where they are now and where they could be. 
the way people process information. So I study lies. I look at lies across the world and, I, and, I, and across the nation, not across the world. And I'm saying we can have people who are in the nation the same amount of time, but you get two different results. You get somebody that increases financially and somebody that is still in the same place where they were financially. Let me tell you something. That is not an accident. That is not. Do you know what it is? It's mind. The way their ability or inability to process, judge, and come to conclusions correctly. So the way they process things, the way they judge things, the way they come to conclusions is actually producing whatever they're receiving in their life right now. I don't care how smart or how intelligent the person can be. I've seen gifted people end up so broke the way they think. What's the difference between a billionaire and, and, uh, and somebody just trying to come up in life? Mind. You can, you can look at a young man um, who is, no, two 60-year-olds. One's a billionaire and one's a security guard. What causes that? The way we think. I think everybody, can I say this? I think everybody in life has a chance at prosperity. Everyone. Meaning, what I'm saying to you is, you see, the, wherever your parents are today, whether they're rich or they're poor, most of most likely going to be just about surviving. There's something called the middle class or something like that. I don't know if we're middle class. We're, there should be an a, a below average, no, average class. No, can it be average? Below average, isn't it? For some, some parents are doing well. But wherever they are in life right now, do you know the difference is at the time when opportunity met them, their mind was not ready for it. So many times when you bring opportunity to our parents, we talk about this is this, this is that, maybe cryptocurrency, for example. Most people would then now call it, oh, it's a scam. Oh, be careful, oh, da 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 Do you know what's wrong? They're processing factory. Terrible. How we process things. How our community process, processes things is evident. You can look at it just by looking into SPAC Nation. When they saw SPAC Nation as a community, all of a sudden something that should be something that can help them and prosper them as a community, guess what it is? The way they've processed it and judged it is so off and so wrong. And that's how you already know that whatever this person is going to become in life, it won't be anything good. Because you can see the three fundamental things when it comes to thinking is already distorted. How you process, how you judge things, and how you come to conclusions. So remember I've said it already, whatever you become in life is a product of how you think. So can I tell you something? If you're broke today, you produce that product through your thinking. You know, someone says, I'm just not where I want to be. Then that's not, that's not activity, that's mind. Whatever you become in your thinking, you will become in life. Those are bold statements, right? Very, very bold statements. Whatever you become in your thinking, you will come in life. I can bet it. That's why I said to you that I've prayed Man, say, God, send money now. You pray. You pray with your whole 
Connect family, if you, and the times when I, when I used to gather up, connect family to pray, say, God is about to do. But you see, let me tell you something. If the thinking of the people do not change, God is not doing anything. So I, I began to discover in, in my, my going, now it's 11 years now, or almost 11 years of church now, right? I discovered something. A lot of people can enter church but their minds never change. Let's take it quickly to the spiritual aspect of this. The first ever message of Jesus, Matthew chapter 4. I know there might be some more definitions, but let's do Matthew chapter 4 first of all. Matthew chapter 4, and then you will get me the definition of that as well. Um, Matthew chapter 4 from verse 17. Look at this. Interesting for me. From that time, mm. Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He said, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent. Now, you have to actually understand the word repent. And please remember why I'm saying this. I'm saying this because I'm, as an observation or as an observer of people's lives and my own life, I'm beginning to realize that nothing is by accident. As you reach the junction of wealth, whether you will really enter this junction is not how spiritual you are. It's how much your spirituality affects your mentality. You can see a woman or a man, and no matter how old my days, you can have a mad revival time. Mad. You know, you almost think in that revival time after the prayer, the anointing has fallen. Everything is, uh, even someone has dropped, wig has come off the head. And then when, when they rise, you think, wow, that's a changed person. Then they rise and somebody elbows them. And then you will see still the, the after prayer, you know, after real prayer, then like fire fell. Then you will see, you will see anger, offense, rise, and you thought, wow. So even the Holy Spirit cannot get to the mind. You realize that, you, and you've been in anointing services, especially as a nation family, you've been there, and you've seen people fall under the anointing, and you've also experienced that after that, you'll still see somebody at the back soaking. And you're thinking, ah, was we in the same service? But do you know what I just, you know the story that that tells me? That prayer cannot substitute in what you're supposed to work on in your mind. Prayer does not make you a billionaire. It, it actually comes to help you to change certain fundamentals in your thinking. Did you find it for me? Yeah, you said, so you said repent. Why? For the kingdom of heaven has come near. He says, so because the kingdom of heaven, because there's a new kingdom that has come, you want the resources of that kingdom, right? Repent. He said, I cannot help you unless you change the way you think. So can I just say something very quickly? If, if I want to transform Croydon, do you know what I need to do? I need to get a group of young people, which we did, few years ago, right, you get a group of young people and you sit down on the way they think. Because you can, you can put money in somebody's hands, but if their thinking is not correct, then guess what? The results they produce with their own life will be, will be, 
will just be as, as absurd as what you were trying to help them avoid when you gave them the resources you gave them. If you put resources into the hand of an individual who does not have their mind changed. And so if I was going to then look into Croydon, which we will probably do, I will create hubs in which we can transform the mind of individuals. And then after transforming the mind of individuals through leadership, I'm going to give them resources. Because I can bet my life on it that if I can transform their mind, I will transform their life. So I'm beginning to look, and I'm looking at case after case after case. If a, if a 19-year-old Daniel Hector, who is 24 today, comes in and is now a pastor, what will be the result of his life? Why would his life begin to transform and it will be an inspiration to his community? Because somebody actually tackled the things that change that is in his mind. They tackled, remember, how he processes things, how he judges things, and how he comes to conclusions. So people bring situations to me. They'll say, well, there was money between me and so-and-so, and this is what happened to the money so-and-so stole from me, for example. And I told them, leave it. You see, usually the way your mind would want to process it is, is to be angry. But you know what I tell certain people? I tell certain people, the money you want to argue about, the relationship you have with that person is more valuable. And then, I'm not saying that stealing is right. Stealing, then you leave that to God. But the truth of the matter is, you, I'm now training some of my guys to then say relationship is more valuable than the currency you're trying to receive from them. Then most times, most often than not, the, what they ignored, eventually they received back 10 times more because they kept the relationship alive. But you know certain people, they will say, ah, no, 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 no. There's any, I can take everything in life, but nobody should cheat me. Say, so good luck. But remember, why, is, why are you reacting that, like that? Not because you're spiritual, but because of the way you process, the way you judge, and the way you come to conclusions. So I said it already. I think if you're looking at a community, especially like Croydon, Brixton, all of the communities in London, guess what I think should not be allowed? A 16-year-old should not be allowed to live by themselves. You're actually setting that person to be home, setting up that person to be homeless. Why? Because eventually nobody is actually working through their thinking with them. So I would get the wealthy people I know or the, the inspirations of that community, not just a music musician. Just because you're talented at music doesn't mean that your process is right. So, not just a talented musician, I'll get the wealthy people I know. A pastor Taliba is wealthy. Why? Because she has spent a certain amount of years under leadership so she can help young people process the way they think. I would get them and I would put them in schools. I'll put them in school so that they can work with young people in the way they process, judge, and come to conclusions. Some of the mentors that are currently in school, they, they can't help people to judge, process, and come to conclusion. But let's go back to what we're doing. We've got 15 minutes left. So he said, repent for the kingdom of God is near. Let's look at the definition of repent. To change the mind uh. in consequence of the inconvenience or in injury done by past conduct. Look at this. You're going to have to read that again. Go on. To change the mind in consequence of the inconvenience or injury done by past conduct. So 
imagine the first, when Jesus began to preach, the first thing he came to attack is not your prayer life. He did not come to attack your prayer life because honestly to God, your prayer life will be fine if you think correctly. Do you know I realized that because I, my mind is not occupied by vain things, I'm able to enter into the place of prayer at will. I'm able to focus and do the things I want to do at will. You know, one of the most difficult for things for people to do is to wake up in the morning, set goals for themselves and do it. I don't know if anybody's been in that position before. You know why? Your mind is occupied. Your mind is occupied. And if we're not careful, we, what we would have is we will have a generation that is very prayerful. When they preach the word, they're very on fire. But you see the wisdom that they actually need practically to cross from the junction of, of where they are now to the wealth that God is calling them into, the resources of the kingdom that God wants to give them. Do you know what it is? It is not an issue of of whether you can pray or not because you've already passed that test. The issue now is whether your mind can actually be exposed to what God needs it to be. Do you know when I, I discover that people leave when their mind cannot stretch to the capacity it needs to stretch to in order to attain the next level? So I was thinking about one of the young men. I told you I, I, I'm observing certain lives that he's powerful. When he preaches, right, you hear him, he's young, but when he preaches, so powerful. So powerful. When, when it's prayer time, he can pray. But you know, I realized something. He's beginning to wane away. You know why? The mind. The mind cannot stretch to, to the capacity we're on now. Because you see, every new level requires a new you, right? But you see, that new level is like, okay, at the beginning you were just a pastor and when we were doing Connect in 2015, 16 or whatever time it was, it's just prayer and word, prayer and word. And it's still very much prayer and word. But then all of a sudden, it's prayer and word to the, to the nation building capacity now. So now it challenges your mind a whole different, in a whole different dimension. Some people fall off because their mind cannot stretch to, to, to think or perceive on that capacity. Do you know, let me tell you something. We're in 2021, some people's minds are still in 2016. They're still thinking on that level. Let me give you another thing. Look at how much you're earning right now. Well, I don't care if it's 2K, 1K, 500 pounds a month, um, 5,000 pounds a month. And there is a process of time in this. But let me tell you, if it's been 10 years and you're still struggling for money, your mind is damaged. Imagine me going to PT saying, sir, I need to borrow 1,000 pounds. He's going to be looking at me like something is incredibly wrong with you. Incredibly. Why? Because your mind should have been stretched, elasticated. What, how, do I, how did I say that? You're thinking. What did I say you're thinking? I've broken down your thinking into three things. How you process things. How you judge things. And how you come to conclusions. Do you know that certain people, right? And you, let's, let's speak facts right now. Certain people, you, you know you stay far away from them because you know that if you say things in a certain way, it will offend them. Doesn't that stop the flow of prosperity towards them? Because if people don't flow towards you, prosperity won't flow towards you. 
but let me not go into that. So we've seen already to judge, to conclude, to process thinking. Remember my number one point and my only point really right now has been whatever you become is a product of how you think. So whoever you are today is only advertising your thinking. Said, oh, I'm just so broke and I lack. Guess what? It is only telling me that your mind is occupied by terrible things. What, did I, what, what was we doing? To, to ch so read that um, definition for me one more time. To change the mind in consequence of the inconvenience or injury done by past conduct. Imagine the way you think is either injuring you or it is increasing you. Hear me out again. The way you think is either injuring you or it is increasing you. So I, that's why I love the concept of leadership so much. I love people who know how to be transparent with their leaders because, you know, you don't understand the process of the mind. It is everything about that, right, is going to, is going to lead you to where you need to be. Everything. You spend time to sit down with your leader and comb through things, like comb through things. And uh, trust me, this is me here. Um, this is me here, and you already know that I'm. I don't want to do those things. But I, I, when you see that appetite from people, you cannot but to respond because you understand that that person understands thinking. They understand that they need leadership in order to process, to judge, and to conclude. If if they don't have it, and I think I was saying this to, to Mimi, just a minister Mimi a couple of days ago, I said, you've got to, I can't restrict you from conversation. Because then I would be thinking, who how 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 do you come to conclusions? Imagine just coming to conclusion by yourself. And and I when we were in the car the other day coming back from gym, I had a thought. And I you you know you're in the car with me, and remember when we first went to gym. There was something that I, w I used to do in the car. I'll get my phone out and I'll turn on the navigation system and I will navigate towards gym. Now I don't. Because the sat-nav taught me the route to take in order to get to the gym. Do you know I don't know any other route than the, the route that the sat-nav taught me to get to where I needed to go? So I can't say, oh, let me turn here. Let me. I can't. Why? Because the, the sat-nav led me to my destination. But you know people wake up in life and just try to lead themselves to where they're trying to go. I'm thinking, how? How do you not, not have a sat-nav? How do you just say to yourself, you're just, this is where you want to go? I, I don't understand it. In order to go somewhere, you have to have been there before. Imagine me trying to say, I want to go to Pastor Dan Bose's house. Give, yeah, give me the address. And I just start driving. Never been to the road before. Never seen that house before. I can even go to Sydenham, if that's where he lives. I can go to the area. But you see, and I can only go to that area if I've been there before, still. And I could have been there on bus. But I might have never driven there before. Do you know, if I've been there on bus, do you know what I would do? I would drive the route that the bus took me. So you look at so many people that 
try to lead their lives outside of leadership and you realize that that is somebody driving to a destination that they do not know without a navigator. So interesting for me. So what does the navigator do? Teaches you how to think. Teaches you how to process. Because you will have situations as you grow, you have more situations in which you go through in life because life is challenging you. But your inability or ability to overcome those situations is all dependent on how you think. If, I'm a, if the status that I enter into or I am is billionaire, guess what? What would it be as? It would be the product of my thinking. So when you call me billionaire or when you say Pastor Sam just has access to money, do you know what that is? It is a product of the way I think. So me being a billionaire is just an advert for my mindset. I hope, you, I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. And if you don't understand, you can tell me to make it clearer. So repent is to change the mind as of a consequence of injury done by past conduct. Your thinking actually produces your conduct. So when Jesus came, the first thing he's going to address is the thinking. Change the mind. Change the way you think. Because if you change the way you think, you will change the results you get. Now, let me tell you, this is not the first time I'm saying this. But the more I actually progress, the more results I get, the more I realize it is dependent on these things. It's dependent. So everybody around me, you know, and can I say this, this is not even boasting. But I also want you to understand this. Do you also notice that even the people that are really around you, there can be some people you like and they're around you, but the people that are really around you, they don't have their own initiative. They follow what you say, right? Those people, yeah, do you notice that they also become very powerful in their own realm? And when I say very powerful, a person that can be used, a quality person to start with. I'm not talking about resources. I'm talking about a person that can be used for something. Everyone, uh, everyone around me always enters into that nation stuff. Somehow. Like, why? Thinking. They're of a certain way of thinking. So if a person comes into me today, the assignment I have, it's not to just make them spiritual. I must make sure they pray. I must make sure they, they read the word. But you know, and, and in fact, you can't even change your way of thinking without reading the word because that's what you change your, your mind to think like. So I'm not trying to change your spirit. I'm trying to change your mind. The most difficult assignment is to change the mind. Constantly, there are things occupying your mind that you don't want there. If you really understand what I'm saying, it might be today, it might be in three years' time, but one day you're going to look at your life and you're going to say you want more. And you know what I'm, you're going to have to do? You're going to have to come back to this. Change the way you process. Change the way you judge. Change the way you come to conclusions. Why did, that, why did what sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so offend you? Just You know what it is. It's just the way you think. Just the way you think. People, anyway, let me leave that. So, do you have anything else you want to read there? Proverbs 23. Oh, go on. 20, yeah, 20, Proverbs 23 and then 
yeah, we'll go to um, Romans chapter 12. That'll be my last scripture for today. For as he thinks in his heart, mm. so is he. Amen, dear. So, for as he thinks, so is he. So, you don't remember what I said to you. Whatever you think, however you think in life is whatever you will get. It is not. I, I wish I could say this because some people will have complaints. They will be complaining. They'll say, my life is like this. Uh-uh. No. Bro, sis, let me tell you something. You fought your way to where you are now. And not F-O-U-G-H-T. It's T-H-O-U-G-H-T. You fought your way to who you are today. And to what you have today. No excuses. Don't do those things. Don't do it. <laughs> All you have to do today is you can say, look, I'm going to change the way I think. End of story. And it, if you're humble enough, you will even go to some people that you feel are progressive and you will just sit down with right questions, wisdom. You will sit down with right questions and say, look, how? Look, this is this. This is that. How? There's no shame in that. It's better I do that than I continue to have this notion that in five years my life will be different. No, it won't. If the mind don't change, the, your, your life in five years won't be different. I don't care if you come to Spat Nation. People can hear words all they like. I've seen people hear words. I, you know what I did? I just selected a small group of people and carried out a research on them. And gradually, I'm seeing their life progress. So I know it's, if it was just me, then I, okay. But if I'm now putting that research in people who have trusted me with their life and they're able to see the way I think and, and I, the way I think they should think and then they're progressing gradually, you can see progress happening and you can see things happening. Do you know what? Then I'm realizing, no, it's a, it's a formula. Thinking is the formula you need in order to get to the results you want to see. But you can't think by yourself. So if a brother comes to me and says, oh, there was this in an account, um, somebody's taken, to me, taken it from me, and I'm telling him, trust me, leave it. Why? Because you see the way I process things is never fight on money. That's my thinking. So leave it. So they are, but they don't even know that I know. They don't need to. They don't need to. Why should they know? They should just... You should just live your life according to that process of thinking because remember, who is looking? God. You're actually proving to God, and that's going to be my last scripture right now, Romans chapter 12 in a minute. You're actually proving to God that you can handle his resources. Give me something real to fight on. That's what I'm saying to God. Let somebody steal 100 million from me. At least I'm in the vicinity where I'm a person, a candidate, that can have a hundred million stolen from them. If people fight on so small things. So they took the money from me. No, I can't have that. What? Say what? How much did they take? Said 1K. Said, can you go and sit down? That's tissue paper money. As in, that's what we spend on toilet papers in a month. That's a lot of money though. Go on. <laughs> Damn. Go for it. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, yeah. 
in view of God's mercy, mm. to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, yeah. holy and pleasing to God. Yeah. This is your true and proper worship. This is important for me because when we get into the place of worship, what we usually have is people offering bodies. I'm available, Lord. Use me, Lord. Lord. Now, please, hear me out. Now, that's the stage in which people never usually graduate from that stage because there's a graduation process from that stage. People don't. They offer the body every Sunday, every Thursday. They come back to offer this body. They're in the choir. They're in the ushering department. They're in so many departments in church. Uh, uh, they offer that body. But guess what? Now, what happens after that? Do not conform to the pattern of this world, mm -hmm. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What does transformation suggest? Transformation suggests a total change. It says be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. If offering body was just the only thing you needed to do, then why did Paul get into the renewal of mind? He said be transformed. A total change will happen. I came in broke. Now I'm prosperous. Why? Renewing of the mind. And thank God he says renewing. Because why is, was this important for me? Because I had to write in my no, own notes that, Pastor Sam, if you're going to remove yourself from the transition of having millions around you to becoming a billionaire, guess what you're still going to have to do? You're going to have to attack that mind daily. Constantly. So why do I, I feel like I've entered into a new level of focus? Why do I feel like that? I'm constantly attacking my mind on a daily basis. Some people don't have mind time. They just live in life. There's not a time when they sit down with the word and allow it to, not just attack their spirit. Wow, I was really, I was really touched by the word. Uh -uh. What did it do to your mind? What instructions did you get that is tilting and training your mind? So imagine, let me just give you some of the notes that I write to myself. When you sit or speak with somebody, the first thing you have to do is gauge the ability they have to change their mind. You know, when you sit with someone and you give them an instruction, it is a test to see whether this person has an ability to change their mind. The hardest thing for you, Sam, this is me reading my notes, the hardest thing for you, Sam, to do is to change the way you think. That's me writing to myself. It's the hardest thing. So that's why it says by the renewing, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Remember, I've defined think for you. How you what? Process. How you judge and how you come to conclusions. How you come to conclusions is such an important thing. Some people use their educational um, life to choose what they want to do in life. So you heard that, um, what can I use as an accountancy was going on in, in, in school at the time. That's why you're studying in it um, in university because it sounded like m what you, you can lean towards mo most. Or maybe you was good at maths. So you decided to study accounting in, in university. Now, guess what? That is just an average basic way to come to a conclusion. But you see that someone else will sit down with their leader. You know, for example, with Lloydie and Pastor Lloydie and Pastor Stephanie, Evangelist Stephanie, um, and, and many others too, even down to like, and this is, I'm not asking people to do this, please. 
but I just want to, s to develop a point here. I just clocked something when I was thinking yesterday. Even down to their modules, they sit down with me to choose. And, and I don't know anything about what they're doing. But you know why I, why I thought about that? I, I, I thought about the process of success. Why, why would they be successful in life? Because they have a navigator. They, that's, I'm just confident about it. I'm confident about the people who will be successful in life. I'm just confident about it. Then you know what? There will be another group of people that will say to me, that are probably watching me or probably listening to me, that will say to me, I will show him. I'm, I, I pray that you'll be successful. It'll be re more rewarding to me. Do you get it? I'll be rewarding because I will still take the glory for your success. Do you understand? I'll say, yes, I, I, I trained him. No, I wouldn't take the glory, but it's more rewarding to me because then if you're not successful, you're a burden. Have you ever thought that before? You're a burden because you're not successful. So, but the burden that we're supposed to share together is to think together. That's the real burden we're supposed to share together. So people make decisions they, and they come to certain conclusions on how they want to do things. And remember that, and remember that the issue with that is not the fact that you can't do those things. It's the fact of what kind of life do you want. Down to the modules, they choose it with me. Uh, uh, and, then, uh, and then even to other people, like I can speak of a D9 or a Pastor Taliba. Imagine I'm not a musician, but a D9 will have to come for intense scrutiny of his music. And I'm going to be like, yo, bro, everybody said, no, nah, that's hard. That's hard. That's hard. And then me, I'm like, hmm, let's scrap it. And in his face, you can see, damn. So somebody can even be scared of that because it's like, it's like if I bring it to him and he doesn't like it, I know all my effort is wasted. But the truth of the matter is you're establishing a principle in your life that God can lift. So then it won't be about um, your music anymore. It will actually be about a principle. I, that's why I was sharing it with the Zoom call yesterday. I was saying that there's a principle to life. I hope you know that. It's, it's, it is the way you process things. So in, in, in your mind, your music is hard. But that's because of the way you think. If you take it outside of the way you think and you bring it to someone else's thought pattern, and then they come and they say, mm, this, it's okay. But you were right when you were in the studio, when you were doing whatever you were doing, you were really on it. Like, boom. Then if a pastor Taliba goes to a chef or whatever, and, and then, you know, she thinks, wow, the way I cook this thing is the bomb. And then the, the chef goes and says, mm, but what if you do it this way? Thinking. So if I were you, I would ask your, yourself three major questions. What is my process to processing things, judging, and coming to conclusions. That sounds so simple, sounds so basic, but look at what he says here, but be transformed by the renewing. So remember, the challenging of your thought process, your mindset, the way you judge, and the way you, you, you come to conclusions is constant. How did I come, come to conclusion on what to do with my finances? Am I just navigating my way through again? processes of success. Remember, eventually, you will not need the navigator anymore. Because 
it's navigated you so many times that you now know where to go. But then there is a time when you have to say, how do I actually come to conclusion? And that's the reason why leadership is in, involved. So some people already tell you what they want to do. They've already come to a conclusion. They just want you to seal their conclusion. And me, I've got this stamp. I can always stamp it like, boom, I approve, I approve, I approve. So they come and say, sir, you told me what to, you told me to do. And I'm like, oh, I even forgot. And can I tell you, this is a hard thing to say because already, you already know the ones that you're dealing with. Why? Because you can see that they're ready to not come to a conclusion without you. Now that sounds so, that sounds so, uh, what do you call it? So, so, what do you, how do I say it? so one-dimensional it's not because you're still leading others the best you can but you know they already come to conclusions by themselves read the rest of this so that i can i can round it up by the renewing of your mind mm -hmm. then you will be able to test and approve what god's will is imagine how do you test and approve the will of god renewing of the mind so when we now want to say, oh God, I'm just praying. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. No, he says, I, don't worry, my will is, is there to be done. But guess what's blocking you from doing my will? Your mind. The way you think. That's what's blocking you. So, in my mind, I'm looking and I'm thinking, what's blocking a lot of people is the way they think. What, what, if I feel blocked in an area, you know, I'm just mature enough to know that it's my mind. I'm just not thinking about something correctly. Two people can do the same thing. One can be a millionaire from it. Another can be broke trying to do it. Do you know what it is? It's the way they think towards that thing. So we can speak about the same subject but have two different ways in which we titled it and in which we spoke about it. Why? Mind. I hope you've learned something from today. I've, I've, I think I've laid a challenge out to you. And I know when you hear about the process of thinking again, you say, ah, yes, sir, that's, that's it, that's it. That's it. I, I was doing it like those, did, 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 did. then something came to occupy your mind. So what's the simple basic instruction? When you sit down with the word, again, I'll, I'll give you some things just so that you can, you can, so that you can understand. When you sit down with the word, you know what you're supposed to do, right? Is you're supposed to listen intently and instruct your mind from the word. So you know, I was listening to a Wisdom Wednesday leading you. And all of a sudden, in the first words that P.T. was saying, he just said, you, we are a product of how we think. That thing just zoomed into my heart. From there, um, I think, Lord, you were even in the room while I was studying. From there, I paused the whole thing, and I just started writing to me. We are a product of how we think. We're a product of how we think. We're a product. And I then began to start writing to me. The work you, you Sam, look, um, Sam, your thoughts are either injuring you or it's increasing, it's increasing you. It is impossible to inflict pain on yourself through the, it is, it is possible to inflict pain on yourself through the way you think. 
Sam, the biggest fight you will have with you is to cause yourself to change how you think. I had to put cause yourself there because it's intentional. Change how you think. Don't just live through life. Let's say, yeah, today I'll be fine, I'll be fine. I'll do it. I think Pastor Kim posted some funny stuff, you know, when it was like, oh, my conversation between me and my Bible. He said, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll be reading you tomorrow. You see that tomorrow, it is inflicting, you're inflicting pain on yourself today. So every time you don't spend time thinking through how do, how do I process? Is it time to sit down with my leader on some few questions? So now I'm telling people, when you come to sit down with me, imagine I'm going to tell you, look, there should already be points and questions in which you want to sit down about. Not because I want to, I, I want to be so extra. No, I'm training you. I'm training you how to think even before you come to sit down with your leader to think again. I've been telling some people, I'm looking, and look, before I end this, I've been saying, I've been looking at some of the 25, 26-year-old around me. I'm saying, look, stop that business. Stop it. You're in this, you're in that. Uh -uh, uh -uh. You're not. And then if you come and sit in office, your thinking is off. It's off. You're not going to make a penny. And mm, I can bet my life on it. Do, but then with me, someone like me who has invested, given resources to people, helped people pay their rent, pay um, money to move into their house, da, 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 would, would, would I say that in, in the attempt to keep you down? So that I would still have to keep paying out and doing the things that I'm doing? No. I'm saying that so that you actually go up. And I was saying to... Um, Minister Elijah, the other day, I said, you told me you were coming on Sunday. You came on Monday. From now on, I revoke access to you, for, from you. I said it to him. And the reason why was because I was also understanding that the pattern of my thinking, right, is, is actually enough for me to place value on it. I'm not Pastor Sam that you can walk in on any time. Say, so, sir, are you busy? I am. Say, so, what are you doing? I'm playing game. Because now, and especially when you're training somebody, you let them value. Because if, if I send you to go and meet a Pastor Toby, remember that when you meet him, he's just looking at whether Sam has trained this person well. And now, that's the first, not even the first step, that's the final step for me. But then imagine me sending you to the nation. Imagine. What, we be, what becomes of your life, Sam, is a product of how we think. And you know why I always put Sam in my own notes? Because because I'm a preacher, I can think I'm preaching to others, even in my notes. Uh -uh, I'm preaching to me. So that was it. So our, our inability, our ability to overcome situations is a product of how we think. Our, our having or not having is a product of how we think. What we become is a product of how we process and judge things. That's everything I've been saying. Um, to you today, just really one point. I would have given you the. I would have gone into philosophy, but not for today. Um, in philosophy, we talk about hypothesis. Yeah, hypothesis is interesting for me because it is it is actually something that is not proven, but accredited to a situation. So you know when people say I'm like this because of this, they've created their own hypothesis. 
but it's not proven. That's not the proven reason why you are the way you are. But you've done that because you've developed your own hypothesis through life. That deal didn't work out. That business plan, the way I'm did it, is because of this, this, that, and the other hypothesis. But you know what? It's time to break down all structures. I was saying it to um, a 16-year-old yesterday. I said, look, there's, there's, there's many things that have created you to where you are now. You've got to intentionally break down those things and now begin to sit down an hour with me a week or whatever and we now begin to say, okay, how are we thinking about this? What is the intention on school? What is the intention on this? The what is the intention on that? Simple. So before I lead you, and before you ask me for this or you ask me for that, the first thing I'm really concerned about is the capital called your thinking.